0: right, y'all. This is Craig over here with the Battle Plan Podcast, and I'm speaking with Deb Martin. She's a nurse practitioner, hormone specialist, basically works for Denver Hormone Health or SculptedMD.com. And we had um, formed a relationship um, as I work with different men and women. And as you age, there's obviously something going on with our hormones from time to time. And so the uh, total uh, package that I try to offer somebody is looking at a, a full Hormone and health and holistic view, if you will, of you know just what's going on with the body. Sometimes people were eating, um, you know, calories what should be at their maintenance, and we find out that there might be some other things going on. Or sometimes people are feeling sluggish and different things. But. We brought Deb on today to kind of just discuss, uh, you know, the common things that she sees. And, you know, like anything else, this is a podcast that we talk about gain from the pain. And uh, we'd love to hear, um, you know, her stories of, you know, what she might have overcome over the years and, you know, how she's been able to improve her health or her business or, you know, anything that we're doing from a place of uh, darkness, pain, discomfort uh, to overcoming and having victory. So without further ado, Dr. uh, Deb Martin is on the uh, podcast right now. Go ahead.
1: Hi, how are you doing today?
0: We're doing, um, how are you doing
1: great. That's uh that was a great intro. That's exactly right. You know, as we age, we start to have symptoms and we blow them off as to getting older, going through the phase, or you know, that's what happens. And uh, you know, the older, smarter we get, the less we want to deal with that or to accept that. We wanna improve ourselves and do the best that we can best years that we have, no matter how many that years, that years, those years are, um, you know, I kind of started getting, looking into the whole hormone replacement. I was a hormone, a women's nurse practitioner to start, but then, um, my husband actually was diagnosed with a pretty significant autoimmune disease that cause a lot of pain, head to toe pain. And then they want to give him biologic. They want to give him Humira, embryo, or one of the, you know, the big biologic meds that come with their own risk. And when we started investigating what, what are the things that we can do naturally or without adding medication synthetic medication in to help. And testosterone kept coming up. It's healing. It's anti-inflammatory. So I thought, well, I'll start looking into this. And I did this almost five years ago. I uh, kind of cold called the company and I was like, Hey, I'm really interested in what you do. And here's my resume. And what do you think? And they brought me on. And within nine months, I became the medical director, quit my hospital job. And this is what I do full time. And I'm Passionate about it. I'm not only am I a proponent. I'm a participant. And personally, having shattered an ankle in 2008, I hurt more when my levels are off. So it's kind of an interesting thing of how strengthening and healing testosterone can be. But there's more than just testosterone. And I'm a girl, and you would like you don't need testosterone. Girls need testosterone, just like you need estrogen as male. You know, as we age, you lose testosterone first, estrogen follows, progesterone is in there and thyroid's thrown into the mix. Once you're about middle age, then you start getting symptoms. You don't feel as well. You can't think as clearly. You don't sleep as well. You don't see changes in the gym. Your mood is off. Men go through something very similar to women. Uh, it's called andropause or male menopause. Right. And you right. start getting symptoms very similar to a woman would get, you get moody, you get that middle weight gain. You can't remember things you, your libido's down. That's kind of like bonus perk that we get from testosterone. And it doesn't have to be that way. Now, if you look around, there's a hormone clinic on every corner, just like there's a weed shop, just like there's a Starbucks there everywhere. Not everybody does it well. I was trained by a physician that started doing this in the early eighties and, you know, he, he built his practice around this and now all he does is lecture and teach. So I feel like having the education and doing it safely makes it a safe thing to do. You know, you've got your mood is off. uh, Your well being is there. You feel like you've reached your peak. You're not as strong as you used to be. And we all kind of go, well, I am this age, you know, it doesn't have to be that way when done correctly. Yeah. Now if it's done unsafe and you start messing with hormones unsafe, that's, that's a different thing, but we're into optimization, not sick doctor medicine. So people go, well, I had my thyroid looked at, it's fine. But your level of fine sick doctor medicine is different than my level of optimization medicine.
0: Can I stop you there? I'm going to go into that. And you know, Deb, I'm not sure if it's from having conversations with you or your staff, um, or I, I sat in a, a presentation that uh, there's a doctor, I think it's Hotzi, um down in Texas, and he has a health clinic as well. And, you know, he, th- they talked about two things I want to bring up, and, and we're going to go back and forth. And we'll discuss the, ho- the whole synopsis of, uh, you know, my life and where I've come to it as well. But they mentioned when, you know, you get a test, that you know there's a many different factors of a test um you know so like you know one one um blood panel might show something and then another one might show something and there's different um ways of viewing the information uh mm-hmm. you know so i don't i don't know exactly what that is and, I, and hopefully you can help me clear that up but like you know there's many different tests that people go into and i'm not talking about free testosterone or, or total test you know those i think are standard but i believe that the um the way that they view the readings of like your measurements, right? Like specific to age and specific to, um, you know, where you qualify. It's kind of like if you were in a, in the fitness world, a Mifflin St. George calculator versus the catch cradle, they're going to measure somewhat some version of the same thing, but yet they're different. And so comparing one to another doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So can you, can you speak to that?
1: Yeah. A lot of people will look at, uh, you know, IGF for say, we'll look at IGF and that's your, your growth hormone. And IGF can be measured in very a lot of different ways. A lot of people don't do it accurately, but you'll get somebody who looks at it and go, oh, my IGF's low. Well, it's it's fluid. It's based on the time of day. You have to have the right machine. It has to be done at night. It has to be done fasting. It has to be done two hours, you know, uh, after you take any any medication. There's a lot of different ways to look at that, but you can get somebody who says, yeah, this level, this level here looks good honestly unless you start putting into time frame you figure out um what what machine was used what diagnostic was used it can be totally different from you to me from lab to lab right now um if you look at um in, or, in order to look at certain tests, you have to look at a different part of the test. So so say free testosterone you need to look sex hormone binding globulin. People are like, mine's so low, that's because your testosterone's high. Different. And is that, H, uh,
0: H-E-C? Is, that, is that HEC? Is thats that HEC that goes along with that?
1: The, S, the sex hormone binding yeah. globulin. SHBG? HBG. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, that, that will read low when your testosterone's high, but that's what it's supposed to do. But so people come in and even thyroid, you look at TSH. What is thyroid? How hard is your thyroid working as TSH? If you just look at that, you're saying, oh, your thyroid works fine. But what's most important is how much how much hormones are it kicking out and how much is active and how much can you use T3, T4. And that is by looking at TSH or just part of the test, you're looking calling it cranberry sauce or looking at cranberry sauce and calling it Thanksgiving dinner. You can't just look at a piece of it. You've got to look at the whole picture. So it does matter what lab's doing it. It matters on timing. Every lab has a norm for age or for cutoff because yes. normal's normal, but that doesn't mean it's optimal.
0: Thank you. I want to I want to go into that. And if you're listening, this is a big point that should be discussed, and you should be thinking about when you talk to your practitioner whether you're going to go with uh, Deb's company in the future. We'll have it, we'll share a link, and there'll be some stuff in the show notes, and we might have something in the future. She does help my current group of uh you know clients right now, so that is something just to know that she's just not some random that I'm bringing on. She's currently actively helping myself as well as some of my uh, clients right now. But um, you mentioned something really specific right there, age. Why are we comparing ourselves to our aging peers and not to our 18 year old self when we felt great, felt energized and everything else that's out there. Like one thing that was brought to me in an attention when we were looking at hormones, we keep comparing ourselves to the eight, to the age that we are in our peers that are, are subpoor for the most part. So you have this aging population that's probably not healthy. And so you're taking basically a, a scoop of this cr- crud and then comparing yourself across the board, as opposed to the phenomenal part of your existence, which was your 18 to 25 self and where you felt energy you felt raging hormones you felt like you had sex drive your libido was there you felt good your skin was well why are you not comparing yourself to that human that you were and still comparing yourself to the aging population that's diminishing around you so speak to that because i know that's certainly how they talk that's how they compare yourselves right
1: absolutely and i think because it's been an expectation or just kind of a given for so long um i have so many people show up in my office and go well, I'm tired, but I should be because I'm yeah. this many years old or, you know, I, I, I do need an afternoon nap, but everybody does at my age. Right. You know, and so you start doing that, That's but I think one it. of the great things, especially, uh, in this day and age, you know, they always say, you know, fifties the new 30 and sixties the new 40 or 40 is the new 60, whatever. That's where we're at. We're trying to do better. We're trying to take care of ourselves. Why can't we be back at those age, uh, those ages when you were 20 years old? You could lose weight on a dime. You slept well. You had the energy. You could do all the things that you wanted to do. You recovered so much better after a workout. There's no harm in putting you there. But it's been driven into our mind that's just part of it's an exception. We accept that's what's happening. Everybody at 50 feels this way, or everybody at 45 feels this way. You know, we know. That hormones start diminishing. men especially, your peak is about 20, 25 years old and slowly diminishes. You guys diminish a lot slower than females do. It's a lot more gradual. We kind of lose it all at the end, but you guys lose it more gradual. So it's more accepted because it's not a dramatic change. Yeah. You look at a woman going through menopause and they're like, Oh, the change. Yep, that's what happens. You know, and it's an accepted deviant. And we yeah. don't want we don't want that or right. accept a variant. We don't want that. So I think people don't realize if you don't have to accept this, you can put yourself back in a healthy area safely and get the benefit. We've just been scared away from hormones. We've been yeah. scared away for cancer or whatever.
0: And and yeah, I want to speak to that. There's two things, right? There's a stigma around taking something and and that was me. Like I was I say this over and over and over. I I felt like I was um uh solitarsis of the Bible. I'm not sure if you're, if you're into your faith or not, but uh, I am. And there's a part where, you know, solitarsis in the Bible is persecuting uh, Jews and he's doing it like in a big way until uh, Jesus steps in and gives him a vision of saying, hey, what are you doing? And then he becomes an advocate for Christ. And I felt like that was me early in my career. I was big, I was strong, I looked great and I looked like I wasn't natural. Um, and, you know, probably a lot of people thought I wasn't. So I felt good about that. And I, and I worked pr- pretty much until I capped out. But... I was over there talking crap to everybody else, just like the the crews. Like if you look at social natural or not, people are always judging. But at the end of the day, um, that's what you're you're seeing. You're seeing stigma in the US saying, hey, it's bad for you. It's it's slide black market. And then you, you know, now that we have HRT that's becoming more prevalent in, in society, um, you know, there there should be an openness to it, which is still, you know, on the on the back end, because a hormone is a hormone. It's something that you naturally produce in your body or have, you're just replacing what you don't have. So if you're deficient in Vitamins, you would then be replacing those vitamins, and there's nothing wrong with you know taking more vitamin D or C or any of these yeah. other things that you're not getting, omegas, etc. But hormones aren't seen like that specifically, um, you know. So that's one that's one piece of it. And then um, I, I did want to bring up, and I, I just wrote it down so we don't get too far off track on this one. I'd like to know your take in the future of like how beta males, this whole generation growing up, that and the non physical labor as society, uh, and what that might look like in 10, 15, 20 years from now of, you know, what the peak might be and, and how that's going to work. And you don't have to answer that one now. It's just some food for thought, but speak to, um, the first part of that right there, as far as like, you know, the, the stigma around it, what have you heard? What, what are you seeing? And what is your take around it? Cause I think I just, I, I gave mine about doing hormones. Yeah. Just in general, like, what are you hearing? What, I mean, essentially, I know in, in, so uh, social media world and just in general, people are like, "Oh, you can't take that." That's I'm taking steroids, but you know, speak yeah. to, to speak to really what they are, so people could understand. Sure.
1: So you're you're exactly right. People do. Have, there's a huge stigma, or that females don't need testosterone or hormones or steroid, or they think roid rage. Right? You think of the MME fighters and the big big boys that you would assume have something, but honest are on something. I I think. Female wise, there was a study done um, many years ago that showed women that were put on hormones for menopause symptoms ended up with breast cancer. And so a lot of physicians follow that study because it was a very well done study. It was very big. But what, what the problem was, is their population was middle aged or um, 65 or older, I guess uh, women who hadn't breastfed and they were they put them on a medicine that was ninety nine percent estrone and estrone is the cancer causing estrogen and so they put them on a cancer causing estrogen They were already a set up because of their age and not having done stuff, and therefore they ended up breast breast cancer so you who, paid st- who paid for this who paid for the study
0: who paid for the study um, that's
1: a great was question.
0: it was it the company that was talking about you know the the product that they were avoiding, you know what I mean? Like it was, in, in studies, I think it that's was, very much a thing, right? It's, it's no, looking think for it a bias. Was
1: like, no, it was, and absolutely that's so true. And no, it was like, it was a cross the board study. I can't remember who did it, but it was a big, okay. it was I not just wanted a, to know if it was, was not biased. Yeah, it was unbiased, but it wasn't a great population pick. And then, so when you talk to people, women and men, they, they know about this and their physicians have told them about this and hormones cause cancer right? You're like, no, if it's bioidentical, number one, if it's replaced to a level at which you used to be and safely done that way, tapered up slowly, it doesn't cause cancer. It, it actually higher levels prevent cancer, vitamin D specifically, the higher vitamin D level, the, the lower your risk of cancer, including prostate. Um, when you're, you know, men lose 100 points of testosterone. Uh, as they lose each hundred points they're at an increased risk so, so you start at 900 nine to eleven hundred 900 every hundred points you lose you're at an increased risk of disease of bone loss of prostate cancer uh, decreasing your fertility and then when you get under 600 you're at an increased risk for cardiac disease um, it's a it's a very real thing so you get people who say hormones cause cancer well they they don't cause cancer. They would feed a cancer for sure. You're taking a growth hormone, but we do, we make sure that you're at your best self and you even consider about replacing them, right? But not only are we going to try to get you to be your best, we're going to do it safely to a level at which you were and give you something as close to bioidentical that you can. Now you start looking at, um, people will come into my office and they're crying and they've been to their doctor and their doctor's like, your labs are fine. Everything looks fine, but they feel horrible. And that's probably one of the lowest points because you're told what you're feeling isn't real. And I can't find anything wrong with you. So by tweaking something that you already have, by adding something in safely to make you feel better, that's usually all, all the convincing they need. And so it's really somebody like you who says, "I was at this point, and I didn't really believe it, and I didn't feel that good. And I started replacing it, and I'm living my best life. Yeah, I'm living my best me right now. So I think guys will hear from other guys, but women are driven by the cancer fear,
0: I, I think there's both. I have clients that, you know, kind of refuse they you know, they understand that they could use it. It's probably a benefit. They, You know, I've talked in, you know, you know, extensive and I'm not a pusher. I don't push anything, but I push optimization just like I think I believe you do, too. Um, I push to say you should feel a specific way and anything outside of the realm of that feeling, you should be looking at how you can correct that, because as you age, you should not feel like I'm getting tired or I look bad or I'm poor. Like, I believe there's a standard of life that you should qualify for and then you should live that your life. And so like, I plan to be fit for life and any deviation from that fitness or health or wellness that I have, I'm going to correct in some form or fashion. If it's not more exercise, a better diet, then I'm going to have to look at those hormones or deficiencies that I have in order to make myself right. And that's the way people should be, but they don't, right? You know, mm-hmm. they, they just take it with a stride and say, oh, it's, it's the cost of uh, aging, like you said earlier.
1: Aging. And, you know, I mean, think about something simple as kind of a big push right now is antioxidants right? Antioxidants, you know, rejuvenate the cell, turn over the cell. If you think about oxidization, you think about paint, you know, an old paint job and the color that it turns and it's brittle um, and it splits and it changes the color, everything. That's what's happening to your skin. That's what's happening to your vessels. And so we have, you know, a lot of people eat blueberries and good antioxidants, foods, probably not even understanding what they do, but they know it's good for you. If you think about plaque in your artery, that plaque is oxidizing. And so it's sitting there right on your vessels oxidizing. Well, then we of course push antioxidants to kind of help reverse that. When in turn, if you look at testosterone and estrogen, if you have those at adequate levels, they actually reverse the plaque. You don't take a medicine to slow the inevitable plaque buildup like a statin. Mm -hmm. You take something normal that will help reverse that. You're actually improving your health. Same thing with bone loss. We all have bone loss. That's why, you know, the pounding exercises get up and walk and run and do all the things that are important because that bone density is important. If you have adequate hormone levels, you actually build bone. That's what estrogen does. Mm-hmm. You can actually build the bone back in. So if you had osteopenia or low bone uh, low bone density, or you're losing bone, I would hope that you would try to do something about that, right? So you could take a medicine to slow it, or you could do something to help it, just like anything else. If you broke your finger, you'd support it. Maybe you'd try to take extra calcium, but you have to look at that head to toe because yeah. this is so, all we got.
0: Right. And it's something you mentioned a couple things in there. And and I'll just let you guys know, I was, you know, there's a there's a YouTube video that I talked about my first, uh, you know, use and I started off all the way up until 30. uh, Natural hadn't taken anything. And then I was just feeling real bad. I had no libido, just energy was down. It was right before a show. And you know, there's a lot to be said about stress on your body and what that can do to hormones and probably testing. Um, you know, so I know that wasn't going for me, but I think I registered at like 75. I forget which, which version was, I I believe it was supposed to be like, you know, the one, what's what's a free test? 300 to 900. Uh, is the Uh, the normal range or is that total?
1: That's total. Total. Okay. Total be like 300 to 1100.
0: Okay. I believe I was 75. And uh, I, I have us I have it. So I have the actually exam somewhere. Because uh, I want to keep it. But I was like bad. They're like, hey, okay, first thing we're going to do is get you on some like replacement, but it wasn't test yet. It was Andrew uh, androgel. see if we can get it up quickly. But that actually rubbed off of my wife. Long story short, I finally took a needle. um, And it literally just opened up Pinders box all the all the the condemning I did to the industry was just like a race right there to me. And so I just like was like, all right, fine. You know, I, I put it this way and I wrote an article. I was writing for RX Muscle at the time. And I wrote an article saying that, you know, are you natural or not? And it was essentially if you grew up in Russia uh, or you have grew up in any of these other countries that didn't deem the supplement, if you will, uh, not natural or not OK, then you would have had no problems, no qualms, no stigma around taking this. And so it just depends on your perspective or the goggles that you're wearing we grew up with a stigma. So therefore, you know, we're taking something that like seems bad for us. And so I had to put myself in that frame to say, okay, well, if I was in Mexico or any other country, this would be normal thing to be taking. So it kind of gave me peace of mind that I was not, you know, doing anything bad. So if you're listening, and you're you've questioned it, or you have that stigma already, consider that, that that little bite, that, uh you know, depends on your perspective, where you grow up, what you just de- what you decide on what's good or bad. Uh We obviously have abuse in this country, and many others, you know, so there's things that you Want to watch out for but there's safe uh you know administrators like you know deb and her companies that can provide you uh blood work and and guidance of that nature that you know they give you scripts to go get blood work done and monitor that that's something that you would want to do versus just take some random stuff that you know your buddy in the gym gets you you don't want to do that you know those things um <laughs> they're not going to help you they're going to hurt you more than anything so
1: yeah i definitely get a lot of guys in here that have abused it or people don't say people mm-hmm. right and it's not done correctly. It's not done at safe levels. I mean, and your body pays for it. The tapering is so important, but you know, when you're in high school or you're in college or you're just trying something out, you found in another country, you don't know exactly the dosing. You don't know exactly what you're getting and you actually destroy your own ability to produce it. Yeah. And so the, the truth is is that when you do take testosterone um, or thyroid or other supplements, your own body doesn't make as much. That's true. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That doesn't mean you've ruined it. If done correctly, you taper up. You also taper down and allow your body to get back in. And you often end at a higher level than what you started. Not hundreds of points, but a hundred points maybe for a guy.
0: Mine after, after the whole industry. So, you know, that was at 30, I started taking an HRT version of it. So something adequate, um, probably 250 to, uh, 250 to 500 a week or something. I don't know exactly where I was, where we, where we, um, were working it, but that's where I think I started off. And then, um, you know, then I obviously abused it. I started taking more as I became a professional and started doing more. So I started going harder and harder, but I was able to come off of it and then, you know, register uh, a couple of years later. Um, after I stopped competing, um, at about I think 450 or 500, and I think that's where I was when I when I spoke with you, um, you know, you know, within the last year when we when we connected, and you know, we discussed it, and we're like, look, at 450, yeah, that might be mid-range normal for what your age is supposed to be, or what people might even consider. Essentially, that's even on the low side. But, um, you know, why not look at your 20 year old self, right, and, and think about where you want to be. And so that's why I decided to push back on it. And and I'll just experience and tell you the benefits that I had on and off and what the differences are for me, obviously, you know, there's energy and other things, I would say, but your your sleep, your stress and other other impacts, uh, and your job and your your circumstances are going to affect those as well. So you can debate where that's coming from. But with the one major notice that I had, was when I'm taking uh, tests or HRT and my levels are you know closer to that nine hundred to a thousand and change, I can have a little bit more flexibility in my diet and not look so soft and things of that nature. Like you mentioned before, I believe you said it can actually help you know get rid of some of the blockage. I don't know if that's what it, what I'm doing or if I'm synthesizing more, et cetera, but I just noticed that, my body had the ability to fight off uh, better, like you when you were a kid, when you were eating more things and not gaining the weight, uh, versus like, if I was not on anything, I had lower testosterone, I would notice weight gain faster um, from not having an impeccable diet. So not to say that you want to use it to cheat. But uh, I'm going to tell you that that is a benefit that you would be able to have more choices without the net bad effect that you're currently probably experiencing if you had low testosterone.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The more muscle, the higher your basal metabolic rate. That's the minimum number of calories you need to eat in a day. And so the higher that level is, the the more you can eat, right? But the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. Mm -hmm. Increase the metabolism, decrease the visceral fat, that thick fat, right? And that's the more muscle you have. The ability to build the muscle is from the testosterone. Yeah. And it's not saying that you can't build muscle without. it. I've seen some very fit people without it, yeah. like you said, yeah. you used to be. But the thing is, is that you continually decline the older you get. Yeah. And so by slowly bringing you back up, you're able to have that physique that you're looking for, that you once had where you could you know, lose weight easily, look good, recover good. That's hundred percent testosterone. Yeah. Right now, you know, the bad rap of being like, no, roid rage, we don't run those levels. That's yeah. not safe. I worked really hard for my degrees, and I'm keeping them. So it's you know that's not what we're shooting for. And if that's what you're shooting for, that's not
0: this. Clinic. Yeah, it's the wrong, it's the wrong group. And yeah, right. at this point, I think most of the people that we're talking to probably doesn't fit that category. I probably. Ostracized many of my fitness compadres as far as like growing up and speaking to you know men above thirty for the most part that I would assume is my ter- target demographic and you know that have kids and things of that nature have life and they just want to optimize be fit for life and you know again I'm not I'm not sitting here pushing anything on you I'm just you know bringing up the the natural conversation that you guys might be having behind closed doors or that you might be researching on the internet I I just like would like this to be that platform where you know maybe Deb comes on uh, once a month or something. Where we can have these conversations and get questions from the crowd. So, if you have those questions, uh, you could put them in the chat somewhere—not in the chat, but in the comment section um, of wherever you might be listening. It could be a YouTube video, it could be on the podcast, uh, or you could even come to you know my website or even social media. I'd be happy to answer those there. Um, do you have a social media that we can you know we could share, or anything that they may ask you directly, or a place where they can go through you?
1: Um, other than other than the email a professional
0: but, one i mean i would rather not yeah. blowing up your personal
1: no 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 professional email yeah absolutely or we have the Scul- sculpted md has a fa- uh, facebook page okay. as well
0: we'll get you the contact information it'll be in the details of wherever we uh post this live but i just want to again just kind of have an organic conversation around this stigma that's out there and and talk about it in a in a way that you know, we're looking for human optimization. And all we do my coaching business is for that mindset, faith, fitness, body, um, you know, any we even talk about finances, but if you're not at the level of being clear, being having energy, having the cognitive abilities of just like human performance shouldn't diminish as you get over and that's it. And that helps you in all areas of life. And this is just one other tool in the toolbox that can help you get there. But it's one that you should be conscious of as you age, because it is your body, it is your temple, and it is something you want to be conscious of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we only have one life, right?
0: That's right. That's
1: right. So we make the best that we can.
0: So talk to me two things. Uh, We got the beta male conversation and we have also the risks. What are the risks? Now that we talked about all the benefits, let's just, just discuss risks and uh, what that might look like and, and how might they go about and, and what choices do they have if they wanted to look at like, you know, some replacement therapies or something to bump up. So let's talk about a risks and B what choices might they have, or if they're not going to go through you, who can they go to for their local doctor to ask the right questions?
1: Sure. Absolutely. So risk wise, we'll start with female, just easy enough. Um, you know, the s- potential side effects or unintended side effects, right? So, or undesirable side effects, maybe when might get a little bit of facial hair. No, I'm not saying a beard, but they might grow a little whisker here or there. Um, and, um, acne, that's probably the biggest too. If you go to a, a men, you can it's we important. go back? Let me
0: just can we okay. go back on that? Just so women and what are they taking to that might respond in this way? What what specifically is it testosterone? Or is it uh, yeah, GH? So test-
1: testosterone? Testosterone raises estrogen, okay. And estrogen excess can cause, you know, acne, mm-hmm. testosterone can cause some facial hair growth. Now, okay. there's a lot of women on it. If you don't if you're not predisposed to growing facial hair as a female, you know, some women get a little facial hair, uh, then it doesn't, then it won't likely affect you. I have a ton of people that doesn't affect, but there are a few that do, um, the higher your level, of course, the more. Even
0: at these low doses, do people just respond differently to it? It's maybe something predispositioned Mm -hmm. Um, because obviously, you know, one person could take the same dose and it might affect them where their levels actually go. Right.
1: Correct. And then some people, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, yeah. some people, it do, they don't get any of this, those side effects, right? So the risk being, you, you potentially, you just need to have prudent skincare. That's what we go with. You have prudent skin care, you wash your face really good, you get waxed if you need to, or tweezed or whatever you need to do. It's, it, that's likely the biggest thing that I see from women. Okay. Um, the benefits often outweigh that risk. Now, I'm going gonna, gonna to bring for... it
0: up and go back and forth. Sorry to keep interrupting you. So That's how about okay. the voice change? Because uh, in our industry, and, yeah. and uh, I'm sure you're going to talk about this in a set, you'll probably correct me, but I'll, I'll just ask the question dumb. Uh, in our oh. industry, the bodybuilding industry, it would not be uncommon for you to be sitting there and listen to what sounds like a dude, or like oh. a weir- a really squeaky dude, but it's a yeah. female in the back, because you know, they probably have bumped it up. But go ahead. Right. Where yeah, would that come? High,
1: from? Those are higher levels. Yeah. Okay, those are higher than we run. Absolutely.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. And those are more likely the people that aren't monitoring or they've they've done it for quite a while. Right. right. You know, okay. And you can get a little you can get glitoral enlargement. You can get yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. you can get
1: more. Actually, I have seen women at high, these are high levels. This is not where we run you, right? Yeah. But if you abuse this you females can take on male characteristics, they actually their whole muscle structure will look different in their forehead, and their jaw bones, they will look completely different, they will look more masculine, they will drop their voice, but thyroid is also part of that thyroid, um, you know, running you a little bit hyper on thyroid will also do that.
0: So yes, are you guys getting um, any of the and I don't know where you stand on this at all, but are you getting any of the trans uh community coming into you right now, like to do the, like conversions? Is that that's probably actually a helping business, I would assume. Um... no,
1: I won't do that. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. <laughs> so the, the
1: whole reason why, let me tell you why. I mean, yeah. it's not because that's not it's not a bias or anything like that. With that comes such there's so many different, um, different people that need to be involved. They need to have a psychologist, Thank they you. need to live Thank a you. certain Thank way. You. Yeah, I mean, there's it's not like I yes I get the phone calls all the time, but I won't do it. There's, there's actually a very good structure. People that really need to be evaluated. It's yeah coming up of trend, and they're not doing as much psych about on that. And if right. people treat that. That's great. But I'm not gonna. I'll treat you what you were born. Yeah. that's that's awesome. where it is. Love it. Yeah, the whole this whole site company. Okay, we won't even go. You're happy to go there. Yeah. This
0: is this this is a safe place. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. But that's honestly that's. There's so much more to it than
0: just changing your hormones. 100% agree. All right. So we are just at, um, don't need that anymore. So we're just at the point where we're talking about, you know, uh, females coming in, trans, et cetera. So let's segue. I know you were having a conversation and we got the beta guys that we got to talk about as well. So go go ahead on your side.
1: Yeah. It's just uh, about, it's just a very uh, large psych component that needs to be taken care of before we do any trans right and so that isn't what my population is that's not what we're seeking um i'm happy to refer those people out um just they need more than i can give them honestly
0: i I appreciate actually a lot you know there was something i i heard about that where it's like you know if you go in for like a you know anxiety or any of these other things you literally gotta you know sit down and have like an evaluation and it goes through the ringer before you can even get prescribed medication, I believe now all you got to do is identify as you're feeling a specific way and you're already given meds really quickly so yeah. and that's the other side of it too when you're not on hormones for the uh, symptoms that you might be posing, how quick are doctors just to give you medicine um, to you know relieve your symptoms that are now a true symptom it's not going away it's something that you now have to live with uh, versus mm-hmm. taking that might provide you a uh, di- you know a difference
1: yeah I mean just the menopause part of it, we'll even talk about just that. Doctors will give you antidepressants. They treat with antidepressants because you don't feel good and you can't find anything wrong with you. They treat you with an antidepressant. So we're really, you're not, you're not even putting a bandaid. You're not even going to the source of what's happening. You're not even fixing what, what there is. You're just like, well, this will make you feel better and move on from there. So it's, it's, you know, uh, the whole, band-aid approach, taking this medicine to feel better is is it's not a good place to be. I'm not a pill pusher either, like you are, but I I don't like to see you feel bad. And I want to optimize what you have and I know you can feel better. So let's do that, you know, do it safely um, and in the right context. So you know, I get, I, I honestly, I get 22 year olds in coming in like, I have a low libido. You're like, no, you don't, you know, I'm not at 22. Um, yes, I will gladly draw your blood and tell you if you have a problem. Right. Uh, but, but honestly, that's,
0: yeah, no. People, gotta... people are a little bit too soft, I think, in that aspect. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you have any more to go on this, but I would, I want to talk about the the future of the, the male species. What is your thought?
1: <laughs> oh boy. So, so much testosterone is activity, right? Lower extremity stuff, building muscle and, and getting out there. The more fat you have, the more estrogen you have, the more estrogen you have, the worse you feel, you know, that you are not, I am worried. There's too many video gamers out there. They're all just sitting true. there, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, and great be in touch with your feminine self for certain things, but also you got to be the man and you got to get out. That's, it's just help. You just have to get out and build the muscle activity has such a huge role on testosterone. And we've talked this whole time about what testosterone does when you don't have enough. And when it's, I mean, you're not even building it or having the ability to build it. That's it's yeah, so yeah. huge. I'm, I'm worried with you. Yeah. Um, you know, and especially, you know, testosterone is broken down to estrogen, but an estrogen excess in itself is dangerous Yeah. So you've got these guys that are just sitting around low testosterone, high estrogen, because their amount of, you know, belly fat or whatever that they have out. And this is female too. That's dangerous. That's cancer. That's what causes cancer, estrogen excess. It causes cardiac disease. You know, just the sitting around is one thing, but the hormones not being optimal causing more problems. So yeah, I'm with you on that one, but there is a, a problem with what's going on you know, you, when we were kids, our parents are like, go outside, right? Don't come back right. till the sun goes down. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we have the whole thing with, you know, being a parent, you know, watching your kid outside and things of that nature, where I I don't know if we were just naive. We just didn't have the problems that we could see now visually on social media, like as far as kidnappings and, you know, uh, you know, the, the kid yeah. ring. Was that happening? Or are we just more aware of it today is is the first thing so that, you know, in this aside, you don't have to answer that. I'm just talking out loud, because as a parent, you want to protect, right? But, you know, it is true that, you know, these kids are not doing those things that, you know, I did. I was building forts. I was like a, a Power Ranger. I was I was literally a Goonie. I don't know if you remember the mo- movie, The Goonies, but I had missions and I was tunneling underground and diff- I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff that these kids probably aren't doing today, um, which is wild. But how about the food? You know, because that's the second thing. You mentioned activity and the, the things that we probably aren't doing you know, that we were doing 20 years ago, but there was a study and, and, and if I could find it, I would love to quote it here and maybe you have it and you could direct me to it. But I believe there was a study that looked back 20 or 30 years and measured population, um, and looked at hormones levels of both. And we were like proficiently or a lot lower. Um, and I thought that might have to do with a lot of the way we grow our foods and things of that nature, the hormones and stuff that there, but you also brought up a compelling argument too. It's just activity and different things have diminished. So maybe it's a double edge, but, uh, You know, what are your thoughts there?
1: Chemicals. I say it's chemicals. You go back to our, you know, our grandparents or you know, they you eat as close to the ground as you can, but our ground isn't even pure anymore. Our water isn't even pure anymore. And then we're changing to make watermelon not have seeds. You know, you're changing, you're altering the natural the natural food. And although it's kind of convenient, nice, but right? To have it that way, it's not healthy and you're altering it. I feel like a lot of it is genetic. Um, you know, the steroids in the, in the meat, the steroids in the milk, um, the chemicals, the pesticides, all of that stuff I think is making us an unhealthy population. I just heard um, in the last week that the uh, expected age is dropping. It used to be uh, low 80s and now it's high 70s. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it's changing. So because yeah, we're such an unhealthy
0: longer. population. Yeah. And you expect we live longer considering medical technology and things of that nature, but right. that's that you said that. Wow.
1: Yeah. And, but in, in our grandparents, maybe they didn't live as long, right? Our, our great grandparents, they didn't live as long. They didn't have the medical stuff, but they didn't have the chemicals, but they weren't dying unhealthy, they're dying on something that might have been preventable, or maybe it was a car accident without a yeah. seatbelt or, you know, something like that. But I really do feel like the the food, the chemicals, the pesticides, the altering of everything, plus decreased activity. And then look at McDonald's on every corner, you know, yeah. you, that's not even real meat. Some of that stuff is awful. So, and it's convenience, the busier we are, the more convenient we want, the less we pay attention. Easy is better, right?
0: Right, right. Uh, it's, it's, it's right up, uh, you know, kind of what I preach. And it's good just to hear someone else think about it the same way and, and hear about it that way. Well, I know that we'll have questions after this episode airs, um, you know, so I'd definitely love to, you know, schedule something with you for maybe 30 days. So if you're listening, if you have something that you would like me to ask or just a question in general, definitely come to me on social media or wherever we talked about earlier. The comment section of where you're viewing this might provide you that opportunity. Deb, is there anything you want to, you know, leave in, um, you know, or that we didn't talk about that you think is, is is good to bring up right now? I know we didn't get to your story maybe we'll do that next time, but how about any parting words or anything that you had?
1: Yeah, I just want, you know, eyes open, educate yourself and see what you can do. That's best for you. Honestly, there's a lot of mixed information out there. It's important to go to the source. It's important to go to somebody who understands, uh, you know, the whole background basis of this, this is not a fly by night thing. Um, I feel like we got to take the best that we care of ourselves that we can, because we only got this one life. And I think we can do that safely. Um, There's a lot of information on my website, if you want to go there, which we'll link to, you said, um, the Denver hormone health. And, you know, just know that even if this doesn't sound like it's something for you, or maybe you're unsure about it, you can... You can go in slowly. There's so many different options to try. Talk to people. You'd be surprised. More people are doing this than you think. Your friends.
0: Yeah, right on. And and you mentioned, before we close, sorry to bring one more back thing up. Um, Even the process of maybe even taking something that might, um, you know, subdue uh, estrogen in some capacity. If you're not ready to inject yourself because it's just, you know, foreign Mm -hmm. to you. That there's other opportunities for you to get something uh, in that capacity. But even the fact of taking something where estrogen is super elevated to push that down might even be a first step into the game. Yeah.
1: Yep. And I've done, I've even done that with females that are estrogen dominant, you know, which you don't normally suppress estrogen Estrogen's so important. It's for bone and cardiac. I would never want somebody to push it away, but excess is not good. And yeah. you know, you can feel better and live better at a lo- at a better level so yeah suppressing things suppressing that in a in a little way uh just just to a healthy level not yeah. to a yeah. symptomatic level not to a dangerous level you know there's so many different routes injection is not the only one yeah. and it just depends on the person and the convenience and the time
0: yeah. And suppression by, by, by definition, just for me now sparks to say, I got to know why that I'm, you know, why that it's, it's elevated in the first place. So you guys should be curious. You guys should be thinking like your inspector gadget or inspector Clouseau, if depending on your age um, or, you or should, why testosterone is super low, right? Exactly. Right. That's... You should be looking at the root cause a, mm-hmm. and having, having a plan. And that's where maybe my battle plan might come in for you as far as coaching and advisement in your wellness. But uh, you know that's why we work with professionals. I'm not a professional on everything, and so I will, you know, refer to them uh, when they when the, when it's needed. But again, it's just taking a, a wellness approach to your life and and not letting bad keep you down. You know, let you know understanding that you know things go in seasons and cycles. But you know if you're getting worse day over day and it's not improving, you should be taking steps to uh, right your wrongs. Yeah.